Welcome back, Rhapsody Podcast, episode 12. Uh, Dave Bart here, soon joined by Kitch and Denno. Uh, this week's pod, and I, I got to start with, um, you know, it's obviously been a while since we've dropped our last pod, but this is the longest we've gone since uh, dropping a pod. And that's primarily because we can't get our shit together. And when I say we, I mean Kitch and Denno. It's, uh, it is like herding cats trying to coordinate their schedules. And, uh, you know, so I'm just, I got to admit, I, I'm not sure how much longer I'm doing it with these two. I think the, uh, the job postings might go out. Um, it just gotta be, it's gotta run smoother than this. And if this just becomes a, a continued trend, I'm going to have to, uh, pull rank here. But until that time, uh, we've got a full, a, a full pod, uh, well outside the Cape Marquette zone today, uh, talk raps. But before we talk raps, we actually get into the Brock Webble discussion of, are we talking too much raps? Uh, Brock gave us some uh, some tough love last week and some feedback over WhatsApp and suggested that perhaps this was a Rap City podcast that talked too much Raptors. Uh, Kitch definitely had some thoughts on that, as did Denno. Uh, and I would say they were divergent thoughts, and I, uh, I try and mediate that process. Uh, but once we do get through that, we talk some uh, briefly talked the Raps game Friday night. Didn't get a chance to go... Uh, we did this before tonight's shellacking of the uh, the Pacers, so we don't uh, get much into that and um, don't even really preview the the Bucks, the big Bucks game on Tuesday night. But we will we will take care of that uh, later in the week. Uh, then we, much to Denno's delight, we we broach the subject of baseball. He uh, he becomes un uh, undeleted, if you will, and we get his thoughts on some of the baseball stuff what disaster Rob Manfred is. Um, after that, we look into some, some quick XFL discussions when, trust me, it's very quick because it's the XFL. Uh, and then back to our summer regular segments on backyard gambling, which drives you crazy, any other business. And uh, Johnny Bart makes his, uh, his second uh, venture into the pod world with some, uh, he takes over Deno's trivia segment uh, with a little trivia of his own. So it's a full squad, or a full pod, I should say, and uh, hope you guys uh, enjoy it. Uh, and in light, and, and due to the fact that uh, it is now baseball season, um, our very special guest to kick things off tonight is a, uh, a former manager and player for the uh, Kansas City Royals, uh, Coach Hal McRae. Uh, Coach, would you uh, like to take us uh, into, the, into the pod? I didn't want to get myself into a situation where uh, all I had to go after him was all right. And our lefts were swinging the bat, bats well, so I wanted my left-handed hitters to hit. Did you consider uh, Brett for Miller with the bases loaded in the seventh? No, game? no, don't ask me all these stupid-ass questions. No. And in, in, in the... God, all these stupid-ass questions every night. Find the that I hit Brett for Miller. Miller started the game. He's playing against left-handed... Pitchers, Brad is not playing against stuff in the pitchers. Why the f I back for, for, for Miller? You think I'm a goddamn fool? You tired all these ass questions every night. And stay out here asking all these dumb ass questions. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Suffer. Ask me that stupid ass sh every motherfucking night. Stupid ass I'm not taking no sh off. You guys are not taking no shit off the players. I'm 
sick and tired or fed up with every thing. No from you guys, no from you players. And yet they can do any thing they want to do. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. Now, put that in the package for me. Kitch, Dano. Barn. We are now a full dozen episodes in. Oh, episode 12. 12. Nice. Nice. Episode, episode 12 on the docket. We need an update on the uh, listeners and the uh, and the uh, downloads at some point here. People are yeah, asking me how, I, how many, I can do how many unique listeners. All right. I wasn't planning on doing that, but I, I, I can do that at the end. Yeah. So, but you have to, uh, well, we'll talk about the end, but the unique listener thing is, is only the unique listeners in that window. It doesn't actually give you how many unique listeners you've had to it. So it's over the unique listeners in the last seven days, but I'll, we'll go through it. We'll figure it out. I'm pretty sure I, I've got a pretty good grasp on what I think, how many unique listeners we actually have. So, all right. Um, perfect. All right um, we're jumping right here, but I'm already, I'm already messing with the agenda. Uh, we're going right to the Brock talk as we're going to call it now. So my buddy Brock, who's an avid listener, a- yeah. listen, avid raps, avid raps, man, loves the raps, him and his wife and his son, they literally watch every game together. Um, so I got feedback from him the other day. And he said, listen, I'm going to tell you what I think about the pod. So he likes it, obviously. Um, but he <laughs> he suggested that we're going a little deep in Raptors talk. And that if he is struggling a little bit with how deep we're going in the Raptors world, and he's a Raptors fan, like he's wondering if that maybe has is negatively impacting our, our more casual listener. So... I'm not saying he's right or wrong. I'm just saying let's let's talk. I mean, he does, might be on to something. Does he does he know the title of our show? It's called Raps City Podcast. So usually that means you're talking about the Raps. If it's Raps City, we're not NBA City, we're not Sports City, we're Rap City. Jesus, Brock, come on, Brock, I I got your back. So just get back to Bart if you want more basketball talk or other teams or what it is, Bart is very focused on basketball. Bart's very focused on basketball, and he is, he reminds us, there's only one CEO. <laughs> well, yeah, Daniel, thank you. That's a, that's a very good point. The last point was a very good point. Um, but to Brock's point, and I, after he, after he WhatsApped me about this, I I'm, I'm think I'm kind of with him here a little bit because we're not, Yes, of course, we're here to talk about the Raptors. That should be our primary focus, and it, and it always will be. However, we're not, we are trying to get more unique listeners, as you just talked about. And I'm, if we don't, if you go so deep into one topic, now you're you're we're asking for hardcores. I don't think Liz is going to be with us two years from now if if we go, you know, twenty five minutes deep into Raptors at the beginning of every episode. That's, so I think it's a fair point, and I think tonight we're gonna we're gonna try his theory a little bit. I'm gonna cut us off, uh, and if there's a spike. In listenership, then maybe Brock's on to something. Okay. I always tell my staff that if if you have your a staff problem, that sees you your staff that sees you three days a month. If there if you have a problem, then you must come with a solution. So Brock is saying he might have a problem or there might be a problem with the show. So give Brock to give us a solution. What's he what's he want to hear? What's well, he what's he want to is talk about? less about the Raptors? And talk more about what? Fuck. I mean that. I think um, that's up to us. I think we can, of course, you. I think that's up to Brock. Brock's Brock's got a got an issue, so let him come up with a solution. I know. Kitch, and I, Kitch, I were like, you, um, Kitch, like when you've uh, led teams before, like is it a dictatorship? 
like how I how I lead teams, Kitch, is I have two ears and one mouth. So two ears, you should listen more and talk less. So I'm very open to Brock as a long-term subscriber. I'm sure he owns a business. He'll be a sponsor someday. So Brock, I got two ears. I want to listen. So please get back to us on what you prefer. You know what, Deno? Again, very like what a measured approach today by Deno. And can I just say, Deno, you're absolutely oh, right. Now. But you know what? Kitch's problem is he listens with his mouth. That's Kitch's problem. <laughs> hey, Kitch is right here. Kitch is right here. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, Brock, thank you. Uh, it's uh, we've taken this under advisement, and let's uh, let's see where this goes. Um, all right, wraps. Now we're doing this just before uh, the start of their uh, upcoming Pacers game, so we are uh, following up from Friday nights. Uh, fairly easy dubs. Um, you boys were there. Sorry again, but Kitch, let's quickly address it. Like when I when I first talked about uh, when I when I opened this thing up with describing who we are and that sort of, and I distinctly said, you're the guy who walks around in his Colangelo marked off you jury Raptor shirt. And I think you've been influenced to not wear it anymore. Like you don't wear it anymore. I got a, I got a big, huge coffee stain on it. So that's one thing. It's a big, huge coffee stain on it. So, it, but that's gives a little character. And uh, secondly, yeah, I've, I've matured. I've matured. I've decided this year I'm, I'm going to go without a Jersey and just be a, be a, a grown up adult at all the games. Yeah, the um, the game Friday, the security guard came over to him and said, I really, really like your shirt. It was the uh, 2019 NBA golf shirt, whatever. That was awesome. That's right. He loved it. He loved it. Yeah. You know what? Why don't you, just, why don't you just admit what really happened? Matty D has called you out a number of times, says you look ridiculous in it, and he he me he's, bullied, he's bullied you into not wearing it. You're not you're not secure enough in who you are as a grown man, and Matt Devlin has bullied you into looking like a normal person. No, I'm just matured, Bart. I'm just matured this year. Uh, I don't like it. Anyways, all right. Um, so coming out of the uh, the All Star break, needed. I mean, you got to you got to beat Phoenix. A little slow start, but I mean, they looked everything looked good. And again, I just keep coming back to. We don't even have Powell and Gasol right now. Like, what are we going to look like when those eight are running running the show? I'll leave you with that. Well, so uh, Don and I were talking about this on the way to the game. So the Gasol, they're even talking now about uh, about resting them until eight, ten games left in the season, and then bringing them back primarily for the playoffs. Get him his legs back in the last eight games of the season, and then and then brushing them up for the playoffs. So I don't think they have any concern of really bringing anybody back. In, a, in any hurry, well, and if you continue to win, then they don't need to do that. Yeah, and we've talked a lot about, you know, the, the importance of getting that second seed. And I think it was, I uh, can't remember which one we we're talking about, strength of schedule left. So, you know, 20, 26 games left. We got the um, ninth most difficult schedule. We got we got Milwaukee three times still, which is which is very odd. Like 20, with 26 games left, we got three with Milwaukee left. Um, Boston's got the eighth um, eighth toughest schedule. Um, so as long as we're ahead of Boston, I, th- I think we can get second. So, Oh, I think, yeah. I mean, the importance of the two seed, uh, it's big, but I think it's, it's about being two or three. You can't fall to the four or five. And, and I don't think we're in any jeopardy of that right now. Um, but if we have to, you know, if we have to go to Boston for a game seven in round two, I would, that wouldn't, 
that wouldn't terrify me. The only thing about a three seed is that you're playing somebody like Indiana uh, or potentially even Philadelphia. God, they looked awful last night. I can tell you that. Um, they looked worse than Wilder. We'll, we'll talk about that later, too. Um, so Philly, they, Philly, can you believe it's Bert? Philly has the easiest schedule um, the rest of the way, which which is, really again, I, I don't know who they play, but they, yeah, like the 30th um, of the 30 teams, easiest schedule. So they, again, they're they're pretty far out, right? And they're terrible on the road, right? But oh, horrible they could road. sneak up and get that third or fourth seed, right? If, if their schedule is that easy, like the 30th easy schedule. So. I don't think I don't think they can jump to the three seed. I mean, they're, I think there's six games out um, of the three seed right now, and there's only 30 games left. I mean, that's a, or not even 30 games. That's a yep, six games. Yep, six games out. So that's a that's a mountain to climb in 30 games. Like Boston or Toronto would have to fall off a off a cliff. Now, it makes sense that the rap schedule is getting a little tougher because there was a, that was a pre, from Christmas onward. That's been a pretty easy. I mean, of course, hence winning 15 games in a row. Um, but yeah, I, I think. I think we're pretty much locked into the two, three. I can't see us falling to the fourth. That something bad would have to happen. And then, yeah, I mean, I had have no problems. I, I mean, I prefer that game seven to be at home, just like last year against Philly. Obviously, we if we play Boston, there's a game seven. We need it at home. Um, uh, but it doesn't terrify me to go to Boston and, and have to play that game. No, no. They, they've been solid at home this year, too. Like, obviously, home home court is huge in the NBA in the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, you're right. I, it. I would feel a lot more comfortable going to Boston than to Milwaukee to play a game seven for sure. Yeah. Now I must've been the thing about Boston and I've watched them a little bit in the last uh, few nights. Tatum's coming. He's coming. Like he's going to be a stud. Yep. He is going to be a top seven or eight player in the league. I would think, you know, as early as, as next, if he's not already as early as next year, he is really, really starting to play like he, that promise he showed. So yeah, that's a matchup problem for us a little bit. Um, if we get there, but we can, we can dissect that as we get closer to, to so, tomorrow. So go ahead, Daniel. Yeah. Can, can, I guess the heat, I, I agree with Bert, like Philly being that far out. So the heat are four, are kind of four games back out of, out of third, 22nd t- uh, toughest schedule to 30 teams. So they got a bit of a lighter schedule. They, they haven't looked great the last, I'd say the last month um, or so, you know, can they, can they go on a run? Like they're uh, they're four and six in their last ten. Of course, we're nine and one, right? That they, they were right with us, just like uh, three weeks ago. So, you know, can they possibly uh, put something together? What do you guys think? Oh, that schedule, that tough schedule, and I think I think they're starting to come back a bit back to reality. Like they, we all thought they were playing above their heads early on in the season, and now, uh, like they lost to Atlanta the other day, mind you. Trey Young made every shot from the, anywhere on the court. Um, but they, they've, uh, I think they've coming back to a team that is sort of where, where we more expect them to be as opposed to how well they were playing at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I mean, I think they fall into that, uh, the rookie wall trap too, right? They've got two, they got two rookies who play significant minutes and, you know, if you believe in that sort of stuff, I mean, there, that's where we're right about it, right? 55 games in and, you know, they, they so again, I think unless something, I, my guess is the Raps, under like a worst case scenario, could go play 500 the rest of the way in and probably still get a, a, a three seed. That would be my guess. Um, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Right. So, because it's, I mean, to make up four or five, six games, that's, that's not, and I think, then I don't think there's any chance they go 500. They'll, they'll be better than 500. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're, listen, we're in a great spot. 
The other thing that's going to be interesting here, and uh, you guys are talking about this on our, on our, on our chat group, is a Siakam. So both both uh, the coach and, and Lowry both come out and said, yeah, Siakam's going to get the second half touches now. He's got to shoot more. So it looks like they're going to be riding Siakam bit here to give him give him game time shots, get him get him used to getting late touches, try to get him late scoring. So he's going to be our go-to guy when we need it in the playoffs, when you need a basket down the stretch. It's my number one fear of this team in the playoffs. It is. I, I don't. I, I don't think he's a closer yet. Um, and you know, if you look at Friday night's game, and here we go, and we're going to the Brock sphere. Now we're getting deep. Uh, you go to Friday night's game, and there he was. He he made his first, I think, four threes. He was four four at one stage, and then he ended up, I think, five for eleven. He got five for three nine. Ha- five for nine. Yep. He got three happy, and some of the shot selections were god awful. And if he becomes that guy where he falls in love with the three, I mean, you're going to live and die with it. Because if he's not making them, and I don't think he's, a, you know, Dan, we talked about this before. I don't know where he was on the um, percentage-wise, what he shoots from from three. I mean, I think it's a no, I think it's a decent percentage, but it's not, it's not great. Um, he's at his best when he is attacking the rim. Yep. Right? The three should not be a length. go-to strategy for him. It should be like that. Should be a compliment to what he does, not, yep. not his his first option like it was on Friday night. He was chucking yeah. it. Yeah, they, like on Friday night, Cameron was closing the half or closing the third quarter. They gave the ball at, you know, at, at midcourt and stuff, and you knew he was going to shoot a three. And, like, it was short and to the right. Yeah. Right? And it's like, no, you you drive. Like, you're you're a driver. That's your bread and butter. Uh, yeah. But you know what? Like, it's funny. Like, we're we're trashing him. What do you get? 35 or 37? <laughs> right? We're the, we're the biggest critics. Right? You know what? We are, I'm going to change the name of the pod to the Keep It Real, Rap City. Keep it real. <laughs> he should have got 45. Come on, man. <laughs> should have drawn eight more fouls from Phoenix. <laughs> All right. Listen, let's, uh, let's try the theory. 13 minutes in. This 13 is minutes of wraps. Nine minutes of wraps. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on to the other stuff. Um, so we're going to do a little NBA talk around, around the league. Uh, and we're going to start okay with, Brock? with Is that okay with Brock if we do a little NBA talk? All right. All right. Well, trust me. He'll let us know. <laughs> he'll let me know first thing tomorrow. Um, so Kyrie, out for the season. Could I, I, I must admit, it, it brought a smile to my face. Me too. Me too. Yeah, I'll see. I I think those players are gonna are gonna light a fire on their butt trying to prove that we're worth we're worth being here. Because he basically called them out and said, said, bring me a good supporting cast. These guys suck. There's not and and now they're gonna say screw you. Like and like the, the numbers don't lie. And, the, and before the All Star break, they went they went seven and seventeen and seventeen without Kawhi. So that car Ky, Kyrie seventeen and seventeen. I know. There you go, Stover. Kawhi, Kawhi. They went Jesus seventeen and seventeen Christ. without him, and they went eight and twelve with them. So, so like they didn't even they, he didn't even he didn't even enhance them. They were better without him than they were than they were with him in the first first part of the season. And I think uh, I think I think Nets Nets management is probably kind of happy. I think they're probably going. You know what? Yeah, let's just get them get them fixed up for next year. We're, we're all in for next year. Just get them off the court. Get them out of the locker room. Let these guys build their confidence up because he's obviously a disaster in the locker room too. And uh, and I, I think it's a best case scenario for the Nets that he's actually doing this and just get away from the team for a bit. Now, my only caveat to that is in that last game, that game against the 76ers, when the Nets scored three points in the last seven minutes, they scored one point in overtime. Um, that, that, that's where they'll miss him. That's when that's when he takes the ball and goes, OK, guys, I'm going to score. Well, he closes. No yeah. question. Yeah. yeah. 
And like, again, Kyrie gets trashed. Like LeBron would have, wouldn't have won that championship in Cleveland if it wasn't for that three. Like you guys remember that, right? Like he's the one that got all the clutch. Like he was crazy in that fourth quarter. What I, what I don't get about him and Kitchen and I talked about this on the way of the game when he was drinking a, a quadruple vodka and soda. Tri- um, triple. Triple. Oh, sorry. Triple. You know, they say he's like top three dribbler ever in the in the NBA. The guy gets promoted to like players VP for like is that for the players association, and then he's such an idiot with his own team. Like, is he just like one of those guys that is just he's, he's just so smart, he's so intellectual, but how to lead a team? He just he just drops the ball, or I don't know. I I can't figure the guy out because he's got so much game. Well, two things. He has, I mean, yeah, he's, he's a top five guy when he's healthy, um, but he's an eggshell. So, I mean, that's clear now. He's just an eggshell. I don't think you ever get 70 games out of him in a season ever again uh, for whatever reason. That's, you know, small guards. I mean, that's, it's going to happen, right? You're banging your body against these guys. That's a, that's a tough, that's a tough, it's like being a running back. Um, but I, my, I don't think he has any clue who he is. He left Cleveland as the number two, as the, yeah. you know, the Pippin to the Jordan, right? Which is the role he needs to be in. But he left there thinking, you know what? I am Jordan and I've got my own team and I, and he has zero clue how to be that leader, but he doesn't know that he has zero clue on how to be that leader. So that's a deadly combination. I think the number one most intriguing thing going into next year will be the Durant Kyrie. How do they gel? How does it work? Because you know what? Durant's a whiny bitch too. Right? He totally can be. And I think that I, if I was a uh, Nets fan, my fear would be that the two of them, if it starts to go south next year, will will get into a room together, going, "Man, the guys like it, it's just us. We're the only two here." Like I, I don't think I think they're going to stay bonded, but I don't know that it's going to gel or have any chemistry. But I, I do, I'm very because when you think about it, that team should be really good next year if Durant uh, is comes back to anywhere near uh, what he was. I mean, all of a sudden, yeah, that's the East becomes a a lot scarier. Uh, you know, next year. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think if I am the Nets uh, next year, I'm on a short leash with that whole thing. The moment that thing starts to go south, I just make Kyrie available. Just make him available and try and get the be- the best think, value for him. I think they're just going to do like they're going to find out the players who could, who just love to be with Durant and Kyrie and and build that team next year. Like. Because, yeah, th- those two guys are wild cards, man. Like Durant, Durant's always fighting with the media. Uh, on t- he's, he Twitter fights and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, man, you're spending too much time on that. Now, that the, the guy, the guy's amazing. But I think they got to kind of change that team and just find out who will who will take their crap. Like who will take their crap and just go and plug away, get rebounds or a three-point shooter or whatever it is. But I think, I think that team's going to be blown up. Like next year, you guys think, uh, I would be surprised. Yeah. Do you think that Durant is more of a whiny bitch than LeBron? No, I, I can't. Oh, I do. Wrong, no. I can't. I can't. Yeah, but okay, what so, context? So, yeah, give context on that because what are we talking about? Like, because what so that was referring so to before. So, so what we're talking about is like if so. Now you're building the Cleveland model. You got Kyrie as the second guy. Durant can be the number one guy. Kyrie the second guy. So is that going to work like it worked in Cleveland? No, I, I don't think it will. I don't, I don't think Durant – see, I would disagree. I, I don't think Durant is on that level of uh, LeBron um, from that 
team leader because I don't we don't know that Durant's a leader. Look, he he pitched his tent in Oklahoma City, just said, "Bug, I'm out of here. I don't like the I don't like the way things are going." And they were they were win away from the probably winning the NBA Finals that year. Uh, then goes to Golden State. Hey man, I'm not getting this is Steph's team. It should be my team, right? Couldn't deal with that. Now he comes here. Like there, I, there's nothing to suggest that Durant has any clue as to how to deal with this sort of thing. To LeBron's credit, yeah, I mean he I, I'm not a LeBron guy, but he's got way thicker skin than KD does. I mean all the shit that's said about him, he's not on Twitter refuting it or doing that. It's like Durant, if you drop anything about Durant, it doesn't matter who you are, right? It could be us. The at Rap City Podcast Twitter handle. If I go after KD, guess what? I'm going to get a response. Let's do it. <laughs> you should do it. Do anyway, it. I am. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to tweet tonight. Is Durant a whiny bitch? <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna. Yeah, I am. I do it. Just Wait, don't do bring his mom up. You, don't you bring say, his mom up. You don't say He'll Durant. Say you. are you? You go. Are you a whiny bitch? <laughs> no, I'm going to take our first ever poll with our 12 followers. Our first ever poll is Durant a whiny bitch? So I don't know. I think the jury's out. I just think it's going to be very, very intriguing. Uh, and I look forward to that one. Uh, all right, moving on quickly. Speaking of LeBron, so there was a uh, bit of a discussion in my office the other day on on uh, LeBron, and I don't know how we just he needs his props, and I hate him, right? But look what he's doing this year. His numbers are unbelievable. I think he's. What is he, 25, uh, 11, 11 assists and eight rebounds? Is that what it is? I'm playing 30, but he's playing 37 minutes a game. So he's playing, he's, he is playing a lot. Um, but this guy's 17 years now in the league. Yeah, like, he's, not, he's not young anymore. That's there is a legitimate argument for him to be the MVP this year. Legitimate. That's what he wants. That's what they all said. That's he wants that MVP vote this year. Well, he's not getting it. I mean, He's not getting it because I mean you cannot argue with with Giannis. I watched that game start to finish last night. You took it. You take him off that team. They don't win nineteen games, right? So, but I'm just saying, at LeBron's stage of his career, it's pretty impressive what he's doing. Yeah, you got his stats up here. So, th- th- wow, thirty five minutes. He's shooting forty nine percent, forty nine percent, seven point seven rebounds and ten point seven assists. And he's only playing. Well, actually, he's playing thirty-five minutes, which seems seems high for him, actually. But uh, his whole I, career, he's played a lot, though, hasn't he? You know, his whole what? career, he's wow. Played, like, his career is thirty-eight, which I was I was surprised with. But he he wants that all-time points record. Like that, that's where he drives me a bit crazy. Like he's got a spreadsheet mapping out when he plays to what age, when he'll beat all the records, and I I get it, but like. Like, oh, that, that that guy drives me crazy. But he's having a huge, a huge year. Three point percentage, thirty four percent. I think that's uh, that's you know right on par. Right, he's never been a three point three point shooter. No. But yeah, he's he's having an unbelievable year again. Right. LeBron yeah, I, always does what's best for LeBron. That's what I that's what I don't like about him. He's I, like a great basketball player, hundred percent. Great basketball player, just. He's always been a me guy in my eyes, and I just don't like me guys in team sports. Yeah, his uh, his his assists are up three and a half this year from his from his career. That's so, crazy. He's going to lead the league in assists this year. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, ten point seven. Like, wow. Yeah. I know. Listen, it th- there is a legitimate uh, argument to be made. That, uh, he's getting the all time points. That's that's unless he gets maimed. 
He's getting the all-time points. But there, he plays another seven years. And then I don't know if you can pull this up, but I think he'd have a shot at the all-time assist lead, leader. Wow. I don't think that's out of the realm. So can you imagine if someone he's two years away and he knows he's close, he's he's passing all year long for sure. Right. Oh, absolutely. He'd make that yeah. a priority. But I mean, a priority. Deno, yes. Oh, oh, he, he turned the mic off. He's yelling. He's yelling in the background. Uh, but can you imagine someone retiring and being the all-time points leader and assist leader? Yeah. yeah. yeah so stock. Sorry, guys. I was getting a call from the wife there. Um, all-time assist leader. John Stockton, 15,806. That's a lot of dimes. How many is LeBron got now? Do you know? Um, LeBron's got... Damn, it's got to be quicker than this. You see, Brock, see, Brock, it's be your fingertips. Us, Brock, you take us even the wraps. We drag. We, we, we have to find stuff out now, Brock. We have to work <laughs> for this. <laughs> oh, look at that. Okay, if I find the Goog. The Goog not working? Yeah, he, yeah, I, I, uh, I, uh, anyways, Daniel, you come back to us on that. You'll get it. You'll find it. But I just think, you know what? It's a, it's an amazing. He's having an amazing year. I hate it because I don't like him. Uh, because I, all the things that you said, I agree. The whole, you know, the Miami decision, which was terrible, uh, and then going back to Cleveland, writing that letter, and then basically fucking them over before he left. Right? Cupboard was bare when he left, and now he's in LA, and yeah, just yeah, I, all those things about, but. As far as him being a basketball player, he it's it's amazing. Yeah, it really, really is amazing. He's an athlete. He's an athlete. He's a Tom Brady of basketball. Uh, Deno, are you going to come with the stat, or are we going to move on? Oh, here it is. Okay, sorry, boys. Are you on dial-up? Okay. okay, here it is, and then the pregnant pause. <laughs> my um, my stats only give me averages, so I got I got to get my spreadsheet out. One sec here. So he's oh, averaging seven point four, and he's played twelve fifty. Just got a cut letter. Well, seven times twelve is uh, eighty four, right? So he's only at he's only about nine thousand. Ninety two hundred, yeah, ninety two fifty. Oh, yeah, he's not getting the fifteenth. He's not getting sixteen thousand then. No. He's got a long way to go there. Yeah, he's got. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, if he plays eight years, and yeah, he but doesn't still, score and eight hundred. Yeah. Yeah, but at at eighty. Games a year, ten assists a game. It's only eight hundred. Yeah, no. Yeah. Okay, so you know it. what? He he's never talked. About, he's he's never talked about it, so uh, he, he's not going to get it. So that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. That's it. We're going. Uh, we are moving on to what is going to be uh, a very important time for Deno because we are about to introduce baseball to the Rap City Podcast. <laughs> So, Deno, I would like you to go back to your edited out portion um, because we're going to revisit that. You know what? I actually don't even know what it is. I've never listened to it. I just edited it out. I never heard what you actually said. So, um, do you want to start us off with uh, whatever that was uh, three and a half months ago when you tried to start baseball talk? Yeah. So, that was like week. I think it was a third podcast where I really learned my role and um, very similar to some relationships. Your opinion doesn't matter. So anyways, back to that. Uh, back to that. So I, I at the time thought it was a big, a big change for baseball. So anytime you bring in a pitcher, they must they must face three batters or be the final out, which is I mean, you might think uh, whatever, but like. 
a lot if you think of some teams that just stacked their bullpen and went lefty righty lefty righty all the way through and stuff there's me like i love i love the rule a lot of strategy with the with the manager around who to start inning you know you bring in someone with two out and he, he doesn't get the guy up and all of a sudden you got a great player up and you got to go you know righty against lefty and stuff so that was the one the one change part that that you kind of just spit in my face um on so <laughs> oh not kind of okay i totally did um so yes it is a long overdue change uh, and I don't, i'm not sure it goes deep enough but it's way way the idea of switching out a pitcher for hitter uh, it killed the game first of all and the other thing is how about this come in ready to go two warm-up pitches boom not not eight You've just warmed up. In the They're already bringing you in. You do your warm-up session, and that's when they say, yeah, he's ready to come in. Well, if he's ready to come in, then guess what? Jog your ass to the mound. Don't walk. It's a must-jog league. You get there. They hand you the ball. Two pitches. Let's go. I agree. Dude, you know, any agree. other sport, you come off the bench, you're right into play. There's no You don't get to go in basketball and take through two free throws for a kicks while everyone yeah. stands around. And like the, the playoffs, like the playoffs, those guys put like 12, 13 pitches in the roster. They... They pitch eight pitchers right in a in a playoff. I agree, Bart. Get in, you throw two pitches, like speed this, like speed the game up, and that's what that's all they're focused on, right? How do we that's speed great. it up? How do we make baseball it more interactive? Willing to change, yeah. yeah. Baseball willing to change, like the fact the fact here, there's a change in baseball. That that right there gives me some, some sort of hope, is they're actually willing to to make some changes, which they've always dug their heels in in the past. It seems like. Yeah. So I mean, and this is this leads into. Uh, a couple of the items that we're going to talk about here, right? Just baseball in general. And we have to talk about Manfred, the commissioner, who's being destroyed everywhere by his players, by the owners, by fans. Like, it's just, it. I don't know that this guy could have handled this thing anything worse. And I think the the dumbest thing that anybody can do, you just have to accept that maybe you made a mistake and not dig your heels in. And that's what this guy's done. He has doubled down. Instead of him going, hey, you know what? After upon further review, we've looked at this. Yes, we need to reevaluate whether or not the player should be uh, held accountable for this. That's all he had to say. Boom. Just we're going to reevaluate it. Not like, no, we can't do it. Like, and, that, and now he's out there protecting the Astros from the standpoint of like he's not going to tolerate uh, anyone throwing at them. Well, why do you tolerate throwing it at heads under any circumstance. Why are you out there protecting this team? So are you going to indiscriminately uh, manage or, or, or judge that against every team? Like the f- next time uh, uh, the Braves throw at the Phillies, is that going to be a big issue for you? You're going to, are you going to jump in and lock that down? Okay. He's just the pers- the what he's come out with and how he's tried to deal with this. And then obviously the hunk of metal. The World Series Comment. trophy, just a oh piece of metal. Just With a piece the of metal. Commissioner's name on it, the hunk of metal. <laughs> like, <laughs> so my question, with so comment on that, but my question is, how much long? How how much longer do you think he is? Uh, his tenure remains as MLB commissioner. Yeah, I'd have to find out his contract and stuff, but like he he now must do something. Right. And I, I think what he's going to do is he, he's going to put an asterisk on that, on that championship. Like he's got to do something for like for it. Cause like you got like baseball's got some studs out there that don't trash anyone like trout and judge coming out and saying like how bad this is. Like those guys, 
Like those guys are trained robots for how to treat the media and whatever. And like everyone's pissed. Everyone's pissed. So he he has to do something. Like Oakland A's catcher. Did you hear him speak? I was catcher or something. One of the old Oakland A's players said, "Yeah, they they play in a division, and we knew for years that they were they were doing this." And and we 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 told the the league officials this was happening, and and we developed whenever Houston came to town, we actually developed a way to try to fool them in their in their cheating because they knew they were cheating but we just had to we did something to try to fool them where we would call two when it was one or whatever whatever they did but it was something that uh, that so they were playing because they they, they knew it was out there yeah well, i read the same sorry, I, I read the same article and like the article talked about how stressful that is for a new pitcher right like imagine being a new pitcher coming and now you got to like change your signs every pitch or every two or three pitches cuz you cuz you know they're 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 watching your signs and stuff and anyways I don't. I don't know how it lasted this long. Like, why, why did it take one guy who got traded um, to actually come up and and say something? Like, it was going on for like th- three seasons. Well, I think because um, they became dominant, right? Three, uh, two World Series visits, a championship, and it was just like it. It's at end. I, you know, what I've read about it too, the culture with which they were uh, mandating this within the clubhouse. I mean, it was. It was the ultimate bully, uh, you know, tactics of, you know, basically they were threatening anybody ever went public, you know, there'd be major, major uh, uh, backlash to it that they would deal. And so I think guys just got terrified of it. Now, what's his name? Reddick, uh, who came out and said, or was it's proven that um, when he was batting, he was like, do not do anything. I do not want to know anything. I mean, that's going to save him. He will... When that actually gets to the mainstream fan base, my guess is that Reddick will get he'll be the only one from from away teams. He'll get applauded for uh, admitting to that and that being and everyone's now, uh, uh, you know, justified or or has has said that's what the case. This guy was not taking part of it. But my God, what a brutal first three or four months of the year is going to be for these guys on the road. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, did you see at their first spring uh, training game yesterday? So the fans had all their all their signs up, like just this, that, and the other. And then security uh, comes around and they they take their signs away from them. Like you can't do this. Like so, baseball's not. So that's what I mean. Baseball's protecting them. It's crazy, and it's it's great. The background you hear. Oh, great! They're stealing signs again. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. It was awesome. It was so great. Um, but like, what is baseball should just let this go? This, by the way, because. The next topic is, is baseball dead? This is the best thing for baseball. Yeah. They should let the vitriol just go and don't protect them. Have them yeah. throw at their heads. Do whatever. Like, like who cares? <laughs> this is great for baseball. We're talking about people actually care yeah. preseason about baseball. And it was like, it. it I think it's just, they need more of this shit if they want to survive. Yep. Any, they always say any media is good media. Even if it's like <laughs> someone, something bad happened. It's like, hey, at least we're on the front page. Well, and I will guarantee you the attendance records for when Houston's in town will be significantly higher than they were last year. Yep. Certainly the first go around, right? First time Houston's in town, people, the average fan will go, you know what? I'm going to that game because I want to, I want to shit all over them. I want to boo. Yep. Yeah. I would totally like if I could, if I could, I'd make a point of going to the, if, uh, when Houston's in Toronto this year, I totally would. And I would get a seat right behind the batter circle. <laughs> I'll bring Beyond the deck circle. I got the cup. I'll bring the cup. <laughs> I love the cup. No, I mean, we will talk about. We will introduce our the cup, the cup game. Yeah, the cup game. It is it's in my notes. It's in my notes. Yeah, we were talking about that actually last night. Uh, 
how funny it was because Marcotte and Stover were over here last night and they were part of the cup game last, I don't know, it was either last year or two years ago and you were watching on TV and yeah. <laughs> watch this jump up and down to see if a fan catches a foul Every ball. foul ball, head spin, hands go up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cup game, that's coming. We'll definitely introduce that to our... That's, good, that's a good half hour. That's a good half hour. On oh, the yeah. Cup game. But, but you know what? It's a money-making operate, the app. We got to create that app. We do. Uh, all right, so quickly, is baseball dead? Now, I've referenced this before. The average fan is like a 58-year-old white guy. Uh, the games are way too long. They are out of touch with, uh, you know, the, the reality of the situation. So I don't, I don't even get the sense, you know, they, they make this one change, but I don't even get the sense in the war room, are they talking about, holy fuck, this game's in trouble? Or are they just going, hey, we'll make this little change. It'll be fine. Like, I personally think, and I've said it before, baseball is a regional sport within 30 years and there's 16 teams max. Um, I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a sports guy. I watch a lot of sports and it, and it kind of pains me to watch baseball. Um, I look at, I look around, look at my, my, my son is 21. I look at my son or my son's friends. None of them, none of them watch baseball. Say, so, and, and so kids in their twenties, I don't think are watching baseball. Um, well, so they got to do something like to, and to, uh, my thing, my thing I've always said is they got to do something to increase the action. Well, this rule change is something that's going to hopefully increase the action a little bit, maybe shorten the game. And I know it goes against historical stats, but when you have a, when you have 162, whatever it is, game league, it's hard to stay interested the whole, the whole time. Like the nice thing about, well, I think the success of NFL football is you got every game means something because you only got 16 of them and you see, you play once a week. People look forward to that once a week. But baseball's like, yeah, I'll watch tonight's game. Maybe not tomorrow. It's, it's, it's just, I, yeah, they they got to do something different. I don't, I don't know what the fix is, but I, I think you're right. I think it is a dying, a dying, dying interest from the fan base. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge baseball fan. Not, not as much as it used to be. Um, if I think of when I used to kind of deal with some of the sports books in a in a previous job a long time ago, that we'll save for another podcast as well, Bart. I got some good stories there. The dental biography. I look forward to. Yeah, that. Yeah. Nice. What what the what the gaming guys um, or the the book owners always talked about why they love baseball or why people love baseball is there's always action, right? There's like for basically seven months, the like action as in you can bet on it, right? Like there, there's always games every day. Football is like Sundays, you know, college is Saturdays, baseball, like you're, you're, you're betting Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So like the, the actual books actually like it, like it. And people who love to bet, people love to bet like it. Cause there's always, there's always action. So like, especially I, in the dog I agree. days of summer, like in the dog days of summer, yeah. right? There's nothing else in the summer to bet on, on, on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night. So yeah, yeah. but they got to They got to figure out on how to, on how to, on how to, again, like make that, make that game, make that game, not four hours, make it two and a half hours. And like with, with baseball, there's so many breaks during that game. There's so many, I'll call them betting opportunities. Or there's so many opportunities during that game to make it fun or interactive. Cause I've even gone to baseball games. I brought four kids to uh, the opener last year and like, they were like on their phones. I had, like second row seats, right? They're bored out of their skulls. Right. So they they definitely have have an issue. I think they got to really just I, I'm not saying blow it up like like how Bart thinks with the Raptors, but I think they, they really got to change. I know they look at the playoff format. They got to look at everything, look at everything. Kind of like even Bart's idea with you get two warm pitches. 
they got to fast track this thing. Yeah. So I think what we're going to do, we have a future segment. Uh, once the season kicks off, we'll do our our ideas or our concepts of how to fix baseball because I've got like 30 of them, which I'll narrow down to three or four. But I think, yeah, along those things that you said, Dan, they have to start incorporating that right away. But I mean, it's I just my biggest thing is I just don't get the sense that they are aware that this is happening. I mean, attendance is way down. Like I said, there's not the young fan base. I mean, it should be obvious. Should be obvious. Anyways, all right. Well, we'll we will revisit, but I like that. That'll be a future segment have, as well as. Um, I have one solution. I have one solution oh, for them. Go, go ahead. We should sell the cup game to MLB. We should sell them to MLB, and then that would that would increase oh, the I fan agree. base, which would go exponentially. You know I agree. The cup game. We'll wait till we introduce it. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm, but that said, all that said, I still love going to a baseball game. I do. I don't watch on TV as much as I used to, but I still love going to a baseball game. Me too. So. It's still got something, but you you know what? You drag me to one or two a year. I know you do. I'm a 47 year old white man, so I'm not far off their demographic. Uh, All right. Um, Shifting gears quickly. I don't even know why this is on the agenda, but we're going to talk very, very quickly. Yeah, it'll be very quickly. XFL. I think the under express is now over. Uh, There's been a few more overs since, since it started, but that's not part. But I think what I put there is anyone is there an XFL fantasy league anywhere being run right now? So I, I looked into it. I just, I thought I didn't look into this. You no, you, I, I couldn't find anything anywhere. I remember last weekend I was thinking, ah, oh, you know, where I hit the bar. I'm going to, I'm going to, I half the betting sites didn't even offer XFL, XFL lines. There was no player props. There's no player props in the, in, in the XFL. So they, they just, they like, obviously the betting community hasn't bought into it. And uh, I, I think I, I don't I don't know anybody watches it. So maybe if you live in that city, you watch it. But uh, for the for the third party fan, I don't think I don't think they get any any traction there. And I, and I don't know what they do to get traction. Like I, people get a little burned out at the end of NFL season. Maybe it may like maybe run it in the summer when uh, when you're when the baseball is the only thing on. Maybe make it maybe get the football game at that point when there's nothing else, nothing else that people can choose from. Yeah, listen. I don't know. I haven't watched a play. I don't so know I a no team. Idea. I don't know a team. I don't know a team. Uh, I know. I know because my Joe, Joey, Marilyn Joe, is still looking for an alternative to the Redskins. So he's all over the DC Defenders. God oh, bless. Yeah. God, a, yeah. I tell you, Joe. Joe should be all over his Terrapins this year. They are a solid basketball team this year. You mean Terps. We call them Terps. Terrapins. That's, that's Terrapins. Terps. Uh, six, yeah. Well, six. Yeah. You know what? Well, that should be, you know, actually, that'll be a segment going into March Madness here because this is the I, this is the least excited I've ever been about college basketball. I don't there's is there a marquee player out there that anyone's talking about? I've not followed it very much other than I watched that Duke Carolina game from a few weeks ago when I uh, went to double overtime. But um, yeah, it just seems to be in a bit of a, a lull. And I think there's another issue uh, as we as we uh, take a bit of a sidebar here for, to college basketball. When they change those rules again uh, about when you can when you're eligible for the draft, the NCAA will have nobody playing in their leagues because the best players are going to go straight in, and the other ones are going to go straight to make money either in Europe or once the uh, D League or whatever they call it now, uh, because you can make 150 grand at the D League, right? And you can go walk right in and start. Kids will do that for sure in a heartbeat. So, anyways, but yeah, the XFL I, is it around next year? No, um, is it a real? Uh, 
how deep are the pockets? I don't know how deep the pockets are, but is it is is it self supportive for next year? No. Vince, Vince, Vince McMahon. What if what if the Rock starts coaching? They they almost got to gimmick him up, gimmick like gimmick it up somehow like that. Like put they, some well, guy in like what that. They can't have our nine three games. I'll tell you that. No, they cannot have that. If the unders are winning, that's going to be bad for the league. <laughs> really, really bad for the league. All right. All right that's uh, enough time, uh, Rex. So. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. oh, there's yeah. You're talking about college basketball. I, I just looked up today. Guess who's number four in the country? Number four in college basketball. Well, I know uh, Baylor was one. Uh, Kansas was three. Uh, uh, San Diego State? Dayton. Dayton, Ohio. Oh, the Flyers. You know what? I did know they were top 10. I didn't realize they were four. Yeah. I have San Diego State's a good story. My wife was in San Diego last week, bought me a t-shirt, says San Diego State, the only undefeated team left in college basketball. Oh, and then got home, happened. gave it to me on Thursday. They lost the next game on Sunday. Oh, yep. You know, the me. kitchen jinx. What was uh, what was Sue doing in San Diego? I didn't know about it. No, about this. With a, girl, with a girlfriend, just hiking and biking, and uh, what's the stuff. um, what's the average kitchen household trip? Like how many how many trips a year between you and Sue? How would I answer that? <laughs> I say like four, maybe four. Oh fuck! Like independent chips or like trips no, like total trip. Like what's the what's the aggregate average of oh. trips between Sue and, um, and Kitch? Over under be fourteen and a half. Probably a good line. Oh, it's probably, it's probably a good line. Yeah, that's actually that's not a bad line. Yeah, uh, but you know I, what? I, I take mean, the over. I take I the bet over. They over. Well, seeing as Kitch has been on four, and we're not at the end of February already, and he's about to go on his fifth okay. next week with me. Okay, eighteen well, and a half. You know what? Sorry. You know what? You guys, I was the smart one. Well, I'm the smartest one. I was the smartest one to get kids out of the way relatively early in my life. I do not have teenagers and and not even teenagers still living in my house. Makes trip makes trip traveling a little bit easier. Yeah, Thanks. if you did it if you did it together, it would make a little bit of sense as a as a viable we got, relationship. We, got, we got six together this year. We got six six together. That's a lot. That's a lot, a lot. Actually, that's yeah, a that's lot. too many. That's too many. Actually, of course, you know what? My wife, my wife is uh, far eclipsing me this year. She's currently in Costa Rica, having just gotten back. She showed up on got home on a ten thirty night on Wednesday. Spends the day, thankfully, spent the day with her family on Thursday, and then out first thing. Uh, Friday morning for a nine day trip to Costa Rica. Are you, are you going to be okay? Your wife. Are you going to be okay? She deserves Dave? it, Bart. I've never <laughs> met her. She deserves it. Uh, well, if last night's any indication, it's going to be a long nine days for me. <laughs> last night got last night got away from me. <laughs> Bart, you seem stressed being being the uh, dad for the week. Well, Marcotte wouldn't leave. My buddy Bobo would not leave the house. Yeah, it's always so <laughs> action. He probably still had some action. Well, some action. We did. We bet we bet to the very end last night, the very last possible option in the Utah Houston game. We oh bet boy, it, and then I stayed up for the uh, the big fight, which we're going to talk about in a second. Can't wait for um, a road trip. All right, so this, uh, we're going. This, we're leading into uh, backyard, backyard gambling. You know, we're going to struggle here with this segment a little bit because it becomes a little without the football. With that's the beauty of playing once a week. You can actually build a segment around that. So. I'm not sure where we're taking this, but I'm going to start with, I'm going to come with the line of the week is what I'm going to come up for backyard gambling. All right. So I, this is going to be my line. And I'll, every week I will come with one line that I've seen that I'm going to make, give an opinion on. And I sent this to you guys earlier. There's a line out there you can get on Houston Astros hit this year. <laughs> the over under. Not, not, eight, not, 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 not fans, not baseball hits like beamed. No, beamed. <laughs> beamed by opposing pitchers. Uh, 
I'll tell you what, that's going to be interesting to know about the three batter uh, minimum. Fuck, what if that guy comes in and says, all right, well, here's what I'm doing for three batters. I'm being, being, being on the Astros. But anyways, 83 and a half. That is an automatic under. But that is, there's no way 84 fucking, they're not getting hit. That's a hit batsman every other game. But you just said, like you just said, they're going to, they're going to, teams are going to be beating them because they're yeah, angry. I think early days. I think it's not going to, it's not going to last into July. All right. I think, I think they have the first couple of weeks. Yeah. I think, listen, that number could be 20 going into June, but trust me, it's going to slow down after that. 50. That is a, that's a freebie. Find that on your local betting site and you bet. Jeez. I don't think my local betting site has that actually. Oh, you can find it. It's out there. It's there. It's there. You can find it. Trust me. That isn't, that's like the, that's like the gift I gave you last year with the Jays under 74 and a half. This is another gift. Actually, I haven't checked the Jays. Um, um, total wins this year. Beyond the under, it was, se- it was uh, seventy-eight and a half or something. Yeah, you know what? Care- careful with that one. I, I got it right here. Care- uh, the, the division seventy-five and a half. Seventy-five and a half. Yeah, care- I, I don't like it as much. I, it's, I probably still bet the under, but um, careful. Boston is going to be shit. They are going to be shit. Trust I would me. Say can shit. You, can you? I know, but they're not going to be dominant. I'm just telling you. Uh, Tampa's not going to be as good as they were last year. Or Tampa's going to be great this year. Tampa's going to no, be good. No. They're, I said yeah. they're not going to be as good as they were last year. Uh, and they were really good last year. Spreadsheet. Well, okay. Let's go to their over-under. What's their over-under win total? Tampa? Yeah. 90 Tampa. and a half. <laughs> 90. Under. <laughs> yeah. It's free. Under. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that spreadsheet. That one. Spreadsheet, spreadsheet it up. <laughs> Stover loves the spreadsheet, Pat, because he's, uh, he's convinced I'll never pay. <laughs> he's like, you're just going to keep double oh, down to you. I've got, I've, that's already, I, he knows, I know he's never paying. I, already, well, I, think, I think they owe Bart 10 grand, so I don't, I, well, I don't yeah. plan on collecting. Yeah. Save the wedding. Save the wedding. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's it. I, I mean, I don't know what we're talking about. I mean, I still love, I still can't believe the Raps and the Celtics. Still very great odds to win the, um, to win the NBA, to win the, to win the title. Still, I, I, that's great value, and I even like both the uh, Celtics and the Raptors. Celtics eight to one to win the conference. Raptors seven hat. Those are still good bets as well. So, Zach, if you're paying attention, I'm gonna go back with my my gambling ideas or tips here. Um, if this holds true, which we were talking about earlier in the podcast, was if if Siakam is going to get his touches, if he if if Nurse and Lowry are are going you know, to come through with, and they're going to say, well, we're going to have Siakam. He's going to touch in the second half. I think, uh, yeah, I think we can ride the Siakam over points for the next, uh, next little while here, at least. Um, yes. Yeah. Teams will figure it out, but I, I think they're going to, I think they're going to give him the ball in the second half and, and say, get us some points. You got to shoot more. They said he's got to shoot more. So they've told him to shoot more, which hopefully he shoots from closer than threes. But, uh, but uh, I think that's, that's a line to get on. Another one that I found in previous years is, start to look at teams that are in the NBA playoff race, um, play some action on the team leaders or the stars of those teams. You'll find, I, I've found in previous years that guys, if, it, if a team's in a playoff race and or they're playing for a good position, the team leader will step up. So the, uh, the guy who's, who's their, like the guy who's the, the star on the team will, will, uh, will step up in those games to win them for the teams. And uh, so I, I would look at the player overs on those players as well for teams that are in the race. Those are my two ideas for this week. 
Yeah, all I got is probably going to create more of a conversation around this is rookie of the year uh, bets. So um, Morant's having an unbelievable year, um, 18 points a game, seven assists. But you know what? Everyone's uh, everyone's talking about Zion Williamson, right? He's at uh, almost three to one, only played 11 games. He'll play 37 games. So... Give me, give, me, give me the odds on the other guys. Daniel, so you get the odds on or three to one. Or the other two, guys. It doesn't matter. It's a, two, it's a two horse race. I mean, there's no way. Yeah. If, yeah, if Zion got hurt tomorrow, right. it's Morant's. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, now, if, if Morant got hurt, you know, does, right? That'd be the only shot. But what's Morant? Morant's already played 50 something games. So he's going to, he he'll, he'll 50, play. Played 50 games. Yeah. So if Zion played 37, that'd be the only way you could make that argument. But if he plays, if he plays 70 games, it doesn't matter what Zion does. As much as I think Zion's off to a great start, yep. uh, that would be a travesty because Morant is having an awesome year and he's a ton of fun to watch. Yeah. So my my tip is hammer Morant. I, I I know everyone hates putting the minus 350 on it, but basically as long as he doesn't get hurt, put a couple hundred bucks on it, take your 50, 100 bucks, or if you're Bart, you'll put a lot more on. Um, then the other one, the other one is the... Um, MVP. So the uh, MVP of the league. Just one second. Call it up here. So, you know, Giannis is minus 400. And like everyone at All-Star Weekend in all their speeches talked about how he's the MVP this year. Like everyone, like it's unbelievable. And then the next the next guy around him, you know, it's, it's LeBron or Luka, right? There's 26 games left, minus 400. I hate betting minus 400, but if you want free money, if you want the freest money you can ever get, bet it on Giannis. Bart? Uh, I totally agree, and uh, I was made aware of a little feature on Bet365 last night called the Bet Builder, which I was un- oh, totally unaware of. I didn't even know I how it saw worked. that. What, Bart, what is it? You know what? You know, that's the beauty of having Marcotte uh, around until 2 in the morning. You learn some shit from the sort of... Um, it's, you can, I was just going to say, so if, on the bet builder, because if you try to just straight parlay that for whatever reason, I don't think you could parlay Morant and, um, Giannis, but on the bet builder, I think you can, I don't know why they'd call it a bet builder and let you do it that way. But anyways, you can go into this bet builder function. You could parlay those two things. So a 300 and 400 would take you probably down to 220, you get minus yeah. 220, something like that, Yeah, which is not horrible. Cause I agree. I think they're both locks, but the only, you're only. Your only uh, scenario in both those are injuries to either one of them. If Giannis went down tomorrow and LeBron's played 80 games, I'd be worried about that one. But Giannis isn't going. Listen, they're so smart with what they're doing. He's playing 30 minutes a game. Like, it's going to have something. Oh, okay, I probably just jinxed him. He's probably going to get fucking hit by a car. Um, but, Bart, I'm using the I'm using the bet, bet builder right now. I'm so excited. <laughs> a live bet build? <laughs> and then my only my, my only other one like if you if you like free money the yankees at over 101 wins like as Don't i agree bart boston's not as good tampa might not be as good they play the blue jays like 19 times baltimore 19 times yeah, like they're gonna play like 850 ball against those i i can't say what i want to call them like they're just useless so one hundred and one Bart put a G on it, whatever done. A G for my wife's sake. That is a hundred dollars. 
I didn't say Tenji. I said- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just a quick Brock update. Uh, I forgot there was a second part to his uh, his feedback. <laughs> Here it is word for word. Feedback. Sometimes you guys lose me when you get too deep into the raps. And if you lose me, then. And too many different gay leg segments. I'm not sure we're going to help him with this one. <laughs> no, no. Based on, the, based on this segment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Bart, Kitch and I did bet the raps uh, to win the championship. We did. And right. Yeah. Well, good for you. Right? Ride, or die. Ride or die. I owe Kitch $71, so he said bet it. <laughs> so well, I like that. Bart, I got I got $29, and he's got $71. A pure $100 bet. <laughs> well, I cannot wait for you guys to pick up the barbell when that happens. Uh, are, we, are we done on yeah. gambling? Yeah. Moving on. All right. That's just it. We're clo- We're wrapping up. I, we're, God, we're... We're an hour in. The wraps wraps oh, 14 minutes. I got a lot of AOB. I got a lot of AOB. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Let's go to what drives you fucking crazy. Uh, Deno? Well, we talked a lot of baseball tonight, but what drove me crazy about, again, I, I love seeing everyone stepping up, Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, and then who has to stick his big basketball nose into it? LeBron, I am God, James, starts chirping at the commissioner about do this for sport and all this kind of stuff. And I'm going, you know what? Stay in your lane, stay in your lane. Like when all this basketball shit goes on, you don't hear Steph Curry or whatever. So that guy drives me freaking crazy. Okay. That's one. Number two. That was a good one. I like that one. Kitch, Kitch and I are at the um, platinum club at the um, Raptor game on uh, Friday. Like we couldn't go grab a, Slice of pizza outside because it's Chris Kitchen, right? And we are alienating a big portion of our fan base. Yes. This is a first world (laughs) problem. It's a a first world. I'll keep it quick. Anyways, my burger was $36. It was a $36 burger and I had 12 French fries. That really pissed me off. That's all I got. That's all I got. And no, wait, I'm not done. I'm not done. This one I think I, I mentioned early. Whoever came up was saying, I hope I sleep like a baby tonight. I want to strangle the crap out of that mother. <laughs> sleep like a baby. Sleep like a baby. You're up all night. <laughs> so anyways, I won't even go on that rant. But anyways, whoever came up that phrase, let me know who it is. I'm going to take them out. <laughs> uh, 50-year-old man with a one-year-old. That's what that's... <laughs> A deadly combination. Uh, all right, thank you, Dano. We don't even time to feed, to give any feedback on those um, as much as I wanted to. The LeBron one, I'm with you. Like ridiculous that he fucking did that. How about everyone? Everyone jump in when he made the decision. Yeah, right. I'm sure he would have loved all the baseball guys to jump in. And go, LeBron. Fuck yeah. Now he's a yeah. He's a jerk off. Yep. Kitch. Right. Yep. All right. Drives me crazy. So we got, and we're, and we're not, we have 17 unique listeners. I know we, we always talk about that. I don't know where the number is. We're going to update in a second. Settle down. But in respect to those 17 dedicated unique listeners, when they, when one of those listeners makes an interesting point that we mention on the podcast, out of mutual respect, we should at least give them the recognition they deserve. 
not forget who gave us that point and I guess someone someone else's name was not even who wasn't even involved with that point. So Stover, we do apologize for this mishap as you were the one who came up with the race to twenty four for the All Star game, not Joe. Um, please hang in there as a, as a viewer. <laughs> he's such he's such a fucking baby. I called that last night. I'm like you were I like you were miffed. I said cannot believe you actually get a little bit miffed over that. He's like I wasn't he's, miffed. He's one of our listeners. He's one. I get it. He's one of our listeners. He wants some fan some fan recognition. Sorry about that story. Uh, I'll try not to again. Second, uh, second Twitter poll tonight is Stover a whiny bitch? <laughs> yeah. We two of those tonight. Uh, all right, do you have a what drives you crazy, or is that what drives is me that, crazy? We we have to respect those people that are that are longtime listeners. We have to. Oh my god! All right, thank you. Um, all right, so I had like seven, but I'm only but Deno. As much as I liked yours tonight, we were trying to keep this to one a week. We we get a long stretch ahead of us here, one a week. So. But today, like three hours ago, this one hit me um, because I was with my daughter driving. And as we were pulling out of our driveway, this car comes like I'm Bermuda's a pretty friendly place when it comes to you know letting people come and go. And so I got to make a right hand turn on my driveway uh, and I'm about to do it. But this car you know, doesn't go, isn't going to let me. So it goes flying by. And as I see it, like I see this woman in the passenger side with this like cigarette, big cigarette in her mouth, just like. You know, so you can just tell, douchey, right? Now letting me go. You just think, fuck, here we go. So as it turns out, we're the car now right behind her, behind them, because someone else is driving. Not 15 seconds later, and I'm telling you, the cigarette was not down to the nub. Not 15 seconds later, just there it goes, flicked it right out the fucking window. Like, I had to dodge. I had to dodge it. Right. Are you kidding me in today's day and age with everything that's going on around the health of the world? This that, are people still flicking their fucking cigarettes outside? Like that is I could like I was it caught me off guard. Caught me off. But you know what? For people who smoke, first of all, do the research. It's a very unhealthy habit to begin with. But secondly, don't make it anybody else's fucking problem. Right? That that seriously, what the fuck? That was that was awful. I'll edit out some of the Becky said they swear too much. I agree. So I, get, I, get I agree with that one. I agree. Yeah, it was awful. That was awful. So now, it, but the, the good news is, I don't have to worry about next week's segment because I've got another one already ready to go. So thank you for that, smoking lady. You say, you say, you say, we thinking about that. Uh, all right. Uh, AOB. So I'll kick this one off because all right. yeah. last night, well, listen, you guys will like this too. So we're watching uh, Mark Cotton Stover. They're over. Uh, we're watching any any basketball game we get our hands on. We're watching it. We're betting it. Good I time. love these guys, by the way. I love these. Guys. <laughs> so uh, I get a text from my buddy Lee. Lee's like, "Are you watching what's going on in this Leafs game?" And I wasn't. So he there's four more texts to go back and forth. So he explains to me the whole this journeyman Zamboni driver is now playing goal for the Leafs and. You know, it's a shit show and first two goal, uh, first three shots, two goals in this, that, and the other. So immediately the three of us go to our betting accounts and think, well, fuck, let's hop on this from a betting standpoint. Lee was just a human interest story. We were like, how do we take advantage? So, so, so the score when we check, it's 6-3 and there's like 15 minutes left in the third period. And the Leafs are plus two and a half. Right, that's that's the line we're going to bet because play was I don't know I can't remember I think the oh, juice was like plus one line. yeah oh. juice was like plus oh. one ten or plus one we're like yeah oh, let's so we all get on it 
right? And you know, so five minutes go by. And you just see the line going up. The juice is going up and up. Like to our, in theory, if you win, to your favorite, it's like it went from plus one ten to plus one eighty to plus two forty. So we are rebetting. Oh, there's got to be a goal. Be a goal. Uh, I guess what the final was. Six four. Six three. Six, three. No, no, no. The leagues were plus two and a half. We needed six four. It was six three. What was it? Six three. Six three. We were losing. He didn't score after that. Yeah. Yeah. Was, he stoned. He stoned Matthews too. <laughs> like, it, are you kidding me? I'm like, so I immediately text Lee back. I'm like, Lee, you can never ever do that to me. That's you tell me that story after the game. He's like, what do you mean? So I told him what we did. He was laughing. He, he was like, Jesus. Bart, I agree. That'd be a huge betting opportunity. Like, oh, huge. I thought we, mistake on oh. the board. There was a mistake oh. on the board. Oh, that's a that's a great line for you. Like, like that's like almost almost free money. Like, I'm sitting there going, there's no way these idiots in the UK at Bet365 have a fucking clue. No way. And by the way, so let's just talk about this because this is ridiculous. How in the world can a team Take some st- random person and say you're our third. You're our third goalie tonight. You have to be able to, in any sport. You have to walk into the arena, the stadium, the ballpark, whatever it is, and whoever was with you at the time you get there. That is your team for the evening. You can. I don't know any other sport where you can grab a random person to play goalie. It's true. It's, it's ridiculous. The best part is he's the Zamboni driver for their for their for the Marlies for the Marlies. <laughs> yeah, I, when I read the whole, I was like, this does that. Yeah, that show would have been drove me fucking crazy. But that what? Yeah, what a story. How much? So Stover, I'm gonna get more credit for Stover. Great idea. I don't know when Carolina plays, but if they were playing today, if they're playing tonight, bet the farm on the other team because I guarantee you they took that. That guy had a great night last night. The Carolina boy, they took they took care of him last night. That would have been. Was it Joe or Stover? Was it Joe? Did Joe tell you this or was it Stover? No, listen, I can't I can't risk Stover getting upset again. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, he gets his props. All right, that's it. Yeah, that's and, it for me. Any other business? And those those guys are in are in Toronto for that game. All the all the NBA all the NBA players call Toronto White Vegas, right? They call it the White Vegas or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Look who's here. Look who's here. Dano's number one. Right, fan. Good timing. Good timing, right, Bart. Yeah. The, good timing. So um You'll notice at the beginning of this, uh, the uh, podcast, we did not have a trivia segment because Deno uh, did not prepare for the pod. So, But luckily, his number one uh, fan has come here with some trivia for us. So this is the Johnny Bart second pod appearance uh, trivia segment. Johnny, come on in and uh, give the boys your uh, your trivia. No, you don't need the headphones. Just speak yeah. in. You'll, you'll hear. Um, How many years did Kobe wear 24 and 8? Oof. Oof. So how many, he played um, nine, 19 years, guys? 20 years. 20 years? 20 years. I'd go... I'd 12 and 8. Yeah, and I was going to guess 12 and 8 too, actually. So 12, well, which number? 12 and 8, you have to give the numbers, you dumb. 12 at 24 and 8 at 8. 12 at 24, 8 at 8. Johnny, would you, do you actually have the answer? Yeah. What's that, Bart, Bart, what's your guess? Or do you know Bart? Oh, uh, no, I don't know. He wouldn't tell me last night. He, he did tell me. I knew the question, and I did not. Uh, trust me, I did no research on it. Um, so I will go with uh, 24 at 14, 8 at 6. All right. Far away, Johnny. Yeah. Dad, you were a mile off. Oh. Kitchen Deno were closer, but I'm going to give the win to Deno because I like him more. <laughs> What's the answer? Hey, we don't know hey, the answer. Hey, 10 and hey. 10. 
10 and 10. 10 and 10. All right. Johnny, okay. we're gonna t- That's we're a good answer. That's a good answer. We have words at the cottage this summer, Johnny. We have words. <laughs> you hear that? I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. We have words at the cottage this summer. Yeah. All right, Johnny. Thank answer. you. Thank you. Appearance number two, uh, equally disappointing. Thank you. <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. All right, Johnny. Thank you. You have to leave the room now. Thank you. Slam the door. Nice. Uh, okay, Kitch. All right, my other business. Oh, here we go. If, yeah, you forgot about this. So last last weekend, I was at the Daytona 500. Oh, right. I did. We did forget about this. You did forget about this. You got. You have to go to this events event once in your lifetime. It is. If you haven't, if you've never seen a NASCAR live, it is absolutely shocking how fast these cars go in real life. And then add in the fact they're driving like six inches from the car ahead of them. It is like I, I said that for the last for the first hour I was there, I was just staring at the cars going, oh, my God, there's a human driving that thing on this track. And, look, and, and the other day we went on the track, like on the straightaway part of the track. It's still about a 27 degree slope. Like it's, it's there's, there's not a flat section on the whole track. You know, what's equally shocking is how long it takes to end the goddamn race. <laughs> it's like basketball. It's a bit it's an hour and a half for three laps. Yeah, it does become a bit smash up derby at the end. And like that guy coming across in the accident through the finish line, like oh. the hair, the hair stood up on my neck and my arms. I'm like, I'm, I'm watching a guy die here on the track. Like it was, it was, a, it was a horrifying accident when you watched it live. And um, guy walks out of the hospital two days yeah, later. Two days two later. Days but they said he's, uh, so no internal injuries. I was reading actually today, just before this, uh, no one, inter- but he's got some head stuff that they're not sure when he's coming back. Yeah, he's got a but it, it looked pretty. But you know what? I also read today is that a medic was on, uh, was within, was with him within forty five seconds. Bullshit! I watched that on TV. It looked like they were strolling out. The two guys putting out the fire. Oh, they, they were came ripping on. There was like there was like six six red flashing trucks that just came flying on when when after his car stopped skidding one hundred fifty yards upside down and burst on the uh, burst on the flames. They came they came ripping on. And and they put up a black curtain, man. They put this big black curtain up so the fans can't see what they're actually what they actually do. And they had to cut, they had to flip the car over, they had to cut the roof off to pull them out because they're they're in such this little caged area oh, yeah. that it's amazing. That you they, see the you see it on TV and you watch them uh, when they're talking. It's amazing how they can talk to while they're driving. Yeah, and, uh, and hold an interview. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that, that is, there is there's nowhere to go in that thing. And that's a that's a crazy thing about the sport too is. You get headphones when in the in the fans. The fans all have headphones. You can listen to every pit. So you, so you just you type in the car number, and now, now you're listening to that guy talking to his pit. So you hear you, you, it was fascinating going from driver to driver and hear how they you got to get out here. You gotta, and the and the thing you realize is they don't have any rearview mirrors. So the guys in the pit are always telling them what's behind them because they have no idea what's. Behind oh yeah, that, I'll tell you what. You're gonna flick your cigarette out of that car. You better get out the window. You leave that one in the. <laughs> so that's a major problem. But yeah, definitely, definitely a good bucket list item for for the rest of you. And uh, yeah, w- w- worth seeing and, and great fan experience. They let you get right on the track, they let you get right close to the drivers, let you get close to the cars. They really do a good job for the fans. The only other thing they do for the fans in this sport, which was very prevalent in this at the beginning of the day, the race day, they brought in uh, Donald Trump to do a little uh, oh, yeah. do, a, do a little spiel. Holy smokes! I. We sat down while he was speaking, and we were afraid for our lives that we were actually choosing to sit down. Everybody else was standing up, and every sentence they were, ah, yeah, love that. They were all chanting. I'm like, holy, this is his voting public, his voting public. Target market. So are you suggesting that would not have been the same response had Bernie? Uh, No, I do not think so. No, all right. Okay, (laughs) interesting. Interesting. I didn't realize NASCAR was such a chunk. Good event. event. (laughs) Highly recommend it. Should be done. Should be done for sure. Right, one, one. My, 
my final OB, I only got two. My second oh, AOB is uh, Kemba Walker. Kemba. So Kemba Walker, he's played sporadically all season, nursing this knee injury. So he's been in and out of games all the way through. Gets into plays enough to get his All Star votes. Gets in the All Star game. All Star game, he plays 29 minutes. They put him for 25 minutes. Then the first game back with the Celtics, he's scratched due to a sore knee. Like so, whose fault did it? Do you, do you blame the player here? Do you blame the the league? Like Lillard was in the same boat. He took the time off to get healthy. Like, who is is the player at fault in this situation? Okay, so it's funny you brought this up because I actually meant to bring this up too as AOB at one stage. Um, it's 1,000 percent the league's fault that they even let it's such a it's a it's a slap in the face to the fans first of all this the same thing with Kawhi. Kawhi played 30 fucking minutes it is ridiculous that that guy could play 30 minutes in an exhibition game and then sit out a regular season game it's it should be they just had to put rules around it like if you play the all-star game you can't be scratched the the next two weeks unless it's a real injury and you have to prove it's a real injury or if you are sitting out back-to-backs you can't play like it's just it's so ridiculous. It's a it's a total slap in the face to the fans who are paying those salaries. And that the next night they don't get to see Kemba. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And the whole I've been to bring up the quiet because that really that pissed me off. Now, of course, I love it that Vogel. So you look at that, right? Nick Nurse, he doesn't give a shit. Play Kemba. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eight minutes. Right. Look at Vogel ground. playing Kawhi. Play. Yeah. Play as many as you can, kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Get sore knee. Great. Keep playing. How long you want to stay out there, Kawhi? Yeah, I know. Crazy, crazy. Those are my two OLBs. That's all I got. That's all I got. Other than the broken Philly locker room, but I think we kind of touched on that earlier. All right. All right. So, boys, I got four uh, percent left on my uh, laptop here. So, yeah, if I lose you, wrap it up. We gotta wrap it up. God bless you. So, I think it was a couple of podcasts ago we talked about the Raptors and about how no team historically has won without a superstar. So. So, Bart, I use this uh, some history uh, analysis using the internet. Do you get the inter- internet where you are, Bart? Well, the question is, in- do you get it based on your searches tonight? Well, Bart, at least I'm providing value. Thank you. I know you're the CEO, so strike that one. Anyways, I went and researched the last 41 years of who's won the NBA championship. And what we discussed last time was exactly true. The last 40, The last 41 years... There's been like a superstar. Like it is, it is mind-boggling the names on that NBA MVP trophy. The last 41 years, yeah. besides the 2004 <laughs> Pistons, when they had Billups, Hamilton, and uh, Ben Wallace and Rasheed Wallace, who like, won that is, MVP? Uh, Billups, yeah, Billups well, won it. Did one. He was okay. But for fun, if you want to go just look at the MVPs, it is like I could not believe Shaquille O'Neal won three in a row. Shaquille O'Neal won three in a row from 2000, 2002. Like, it's just crazy. So anyways, again, I, I still think we, we have a good chance. But historically, you got to have like a top, top dog in the NBA to win the championship. Last 41 years. And the year that I stopped at was 79 because I didn't know who who this Washington or what the, uh, sorry, the Seattle Supersonics or something won. I did not know it's a player. Yeah. Oh, what, what are you, Dennis? Um, you know Sigma, Jack Sigma. Yeah, Sigma. Dennis, and uh, yeah, Dennis, Dennis uh, the guy uh, played for the Celtics. Johnson. Yeah, Dennis Johnson. Yeah, Dennis, DJ. It, DJ played on that team. Yeah, so so it actually was him. He actually won the um, yeah. won the MVP that year. But I wouldn't consider him like the oh, elite. It, but he was oh, he was a stud for the Celtics too. He was a stud for the Celtics. On, but they were uh, so deep. He's on the all ugly team. 
All-time ugly team. Oh, the NBA. oh is Kyle had... Lowry a superstar? No. No. Best year of his career is this year. I mean, this, uh, this is the best he's ever played. Yeah. Like 10 years from now, would you look back and say, oh, yeah, Kyle Lowry was a superstar, so that's why they won it? Or would you say they won it without a superstar? No. This, would be a, this, would be, this would be the equivalent of the Pistons. I think we just lost Deno. I think Deno's battery just gonzo. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, Denzel. Yeah. I was trying to tell you, he was mid sentence too. That's <laughs> per. I love it. Uh, all right, Kitch. Listen, hour and fifteen. Kate, Mark, we're going to lose her Whatever. real and, quick. And just keeping everybody aware. So two weeks, two weeks to uh, two weeks. Our, in our podcast in two weeks, we will have the famous Jack Armstrong on the pod. So uh, make sure you tune into that show. And uh, yeah, we should have, we should let know the wraps. Uh, the annual wraps road trip starts uh, next Monday does yeah. uh, where i will be arriving in phoenix greeted at the airport i'm sure by you um absolutely, absolutely. and then we uh we have the tuesday night in phoenix the uh the game and then we hightail it to san fran on thursday followed by the friday raptors uh media team and truck team to uh napa napa valley ride that'll, that'll be fun yeah, yeah. That'll be yeah. A day. yeah. yeah. and then i'm fly- i'm on the red eye that night be equally fun. That will not be fun. That will not be fun. <laughs> equally fun. All right. Well, listen, uh, Kitch. As always, uh, that's a solid five to ten from you tonight. Awesome. Effort awesome. Right. I'm getting, I'm getting oh, better. I'm nice. Decent. Uh, and we will uh, we'll leave with the sounds of Kawhi here, and uh, we will see everyone next week. Kawhi up top looks at the clock, turns the corner for the win. 